Welcome to the episode of Reality. So today we're gonna discuss about vaccination and Islam perspective. Hey guys, welcome to the Reality Podcast. I'm Iman Arisha along with two of my co-hosts. Hi, I'm Shafika Shajarin and I'm Jasmine Arina. Our main concern for today is Sustainable Development Goal 17, which is partnership for the goals and will combine two goals, SDG 3, Health and Wellbeing, and SDG 16, Peace, Justice, Strong Institution for our podcast today. The Sustainable Development Goals are a call for action by all countries, poor, rich, and middle income to promote prosperity while protecting the planet. The SDGs can only be realized with strong global partnerships and cooperation. Our children have rights. Each child is born with a right of survival, food and nutrition, health, shelter, education, equality and protection. Therefore, vaccinations are our children's rights in order to protect their life. Don't forget to wear your airpods to get a better experience. Alright guys, so before we dive into more of our sessions for today, I will briefly explain to you about our topics, vaccinations of children from Islam's perspectives. From my point of view, vaccination is known as a treatment that produces immunity against disease, which also in other words, it is called as a preparation of killed microorganisms. And now, I would like to welcome both of our special guests for today to share a bit about their background. My name is uh, Lieutenant Dr. Muhammad Fizri Ben Arif Fazila. I'm 26 years old from Ampang, Selangor and graduated from host, uh, University Pertahanan Nasional Malaysia in 2018. Currently working with Akatan Tentera Malaysia and doing my second year housemanship in Hospital Akatan Tentera Tuan Kumizan. Wangsa Maju KL. I'm Dr. Nurhuda binti Sahari. So currently I'm the senior lecturer at the Academy Contemporary Islamic Studies. And uh, my academic background, eh, basically I'm from the uh, Sharia and Law background. And I, re- I, I obtained my law degree from IIUM. Eh? Mm-hmm. And then I continued my double degree in Sharia, eh, also at IIUM. Uh, after that, I further my study in uh, master degree in Sharia and Law from University of Malaya, and then obtain my PhD degree also uh, in IAUM. So basically, uh, from my background, I'm basically from uh, Sharia and Law background. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Dr. Fizri and also Dr. Nurul Huda for being here with us today. And we are very honored to be with a special guest like both of you. So before we get into our first segment for today, let's listen to our public service announcement on the COVID-19. Despite the challenges we are all facing now due to COVID-19, we can still find purpose in our lives and be supportive of one another. When faced with a difficult situation, 
focus on what you can change, accept matters that are beyond your control, and always strive to live by your values. Make mental health a priority. Eat well and keep active. Stay in touch by phone or video calls and seek help if you need it. If you ever think about suicide, befriend us just one call away. Call 0379568144. Let them help you. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. This podcast is going to be bilingual. It's going to be in English and also in Bahasa Malaysia. Stay tuned. Now let's moving on to our first segment. We would like to hear from Dr. Fizuri's point of view on what vaccine really is. Okay, so from the WHO definition about the vaccine, it's an administration of agent specific but safe antigenic component that is vaccinated individual can induce protective immunity against the corresponding infection agent. In other words, uh, that vaccine is a contain a part of the virus or the bacteria that already being killed or weakened pathogen that does not give disease to our body. Then our immune system will analyze and produce its own antibody to fight that disease. So as a professional medical person, can you briefly explain the process of vaccine? Secara umumnya, uh, mengikut kita punya kalender imunisasi kebangsaan, kita bagi vaksin ni as early as day one of life. Okay? Then kita punya jadual juga boleh bagi pada umur satu bulan, dua bulan, tiga bulan, lima bulan, enam bulan, sembilan bulan, dua belas bulan, lapan belas bulan and also dua puluh satu bulan. That is a great explanation, Doctor, and very knowledgeable. So back to Dr. Norohuda, as a mother yourself, how do you think vaccines really work? Or based on your experience, how many shots that a kid should take? Uh, I have a big a mother of a six uh, of six kids. Eh? Vaccination is for me is very important. Eh? It may be around ten eh, shots of vaccination that be taken by each of the my each of my kids. Eh? Uh-huh. And Alhamdulillah, uh, from my experience and what I have seen from my kids, there's no serious uh, disease that appeared, alhamdulillah. So, moving on to our next segment, which is about the anti-vax parents. Dr. Fizri, have you ever faced or treated anti-vax parents as one of your patients? What are the issues about anti-vax parents that you ever heard? Okay, so personally, I already faced one or two cases. I already faced the anti-vax parent during my posting in uh, obstetric gynecology. So mm-hmm. when I clap mm-hmm. uh, the mother, uh, then the mother said to me, uh, after mm-hmm. I successful delivered my baby, I doesn't want any vaccine being injected to my baby. So what we do, we make the mother uh, sign the declaration form lah that Uh, she is anti-vax and refuse a child being vaccinated. So mm-hmm. in future, when the child uh, ada mm-hmm. something, kena something yang kita tidak tahu kan, mungkin dia kena penyakit yang membahaya mm-hmm. yang menyebabkan kematian, so kita dapat mengelakkan daripada kita uh, kena saman lah. Sebab kita, yeah, sebab kita dah ada declaration form yang mengatakan dia yang tolak, bukan kita yang tak nak bagi. 
That is an interesting story. Anti-vax is known as the community that has yep. their own perception toward vaccination. Doctor, what do you think the misconception are that this anti-vaccine okay, especially parents tend so to believe? What I have observed, there's uh, many reasons. But the majority I can give is two. Okay? Sebelum kita meluluskan vaksin tu untuk diberi kepada kanak-kanak, kita telah mengadakan orang kata tu majlis mufakarah lah di mana majlis fatwa mana orang bincang apa apa kebaikan apa keburukan dan hasil daripada majlis fatwa ini adalah telah membenarkan lah maksudnya sebelum benda ini berlaku sebenarnya kita sudah mengadakan perbincangan antara ahli-ahli agama ahli-ahli akademi ahli-ahli kesihatan supaya membenarkan benda ni diberikan kepada kanak-kanak lah okay so that mean the Islam itself approve the vaccination program because as we know the Islam is the religion that prioritize the health uh, tahap kesihatan penganutnya so I agree with you doctor what are the implication of being unvaccinated to a okay. society so what our government try to create this jadual immunisasi kebahasaan is due to what? Because our government want our health ministry to achieve to achieve what we call as a herd immunity ataupun kita dalam bahasa Melayu kita kenal sebagai uh, immunity kelompok okay? So apa yang akan berlaku bila kita ada community uh, immunisasi apa kelompok immunisasi ni kita dapat protect orang-orang yang tak dapat vaksin nation ni yang macam contoh-contoh golong-golongan yang budak-budak yang kena kanser, kemoterapi ni so kita dapat protect dorang. That implication are an alarm as yep. a reminder for parents to vaccine their children. We have been getting much information about anti-vax parent on this segment. Yep. Hold on guys, wondering what is public relation? Here, let me tell you a bit of it in our short break. After Independence Day in 1957, public relations was used to prepare the population for information about their rights and responsibilities as an independent nation. Public relations careers also offers an amazing opportunities to influence the reputations of organizations and also individuals. Public relations, which is also known as MC242 at UITM Sha'alam, is affiliated with IPRMSA that stands for the Institute of Public Relations Malaysia Students Associations with the purpose of bringing together students to share and be actively involved in public relations program. Not just that, the interesting part is that you get to improve more of your speaking skills and writing skills in doing your research. Other than that, you can also learn a bit about politics and law. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us at UITM Sha'alam. Okay, Dr. Nurhuda, what is your opinion about vaccination from Islam perspective? Is it prohibited or is not? Baik Kak, bila merujuk kepada perspektif Islam, saya suka untuk merujuk kepada Al-Quran dah. Al-Quran, Al-Quran di mana Rasulullah, Allah SWT menyebut La tulku bi'aidikum ilatah luka. So maknanya kat sini Allah SWT memerintahkan kepada kita supaya kita kena avoid diri kita, kita kena jaga diri kita, kita kena pelihara diri kita daripada melakukan perkara ataupun menyebabkan perkara yang tak baik 
kecelakaan menimpa kepada diri kita. Uh, kita berbaliklah kepada uh, Al-Quran tu sendirilah eh. Berbalik kepada apa yang menyatakan dalam Al-Quran. Walaupun dalam Al-Quran, As-Sunnah tu tak sebut secara terperinci tentang apa itu vaksin. Ada satu hadis salam eh, yang hadis ni saya rasa semua, semua biasa dengar. Hadis yang uh, hadis riwayat uh, Bukhari nombor 5729 dan juga hadis riwayat Muslim eh 2218. Okey, hadis ini menyebut uh, iza sami'tum bihi bi ardin fala tu, fala taqaddamu alai wa iza waqa'a bi ardin wa antum biha fala takhruju firaran minha. So uh, dalam uh, dalam hadis ini menunjukkan bahawa kita kena avoid daripada pergi ke satu tempat yang ada penyakit dan kemudiannya ataupun kalau kita berada di tempat yang adanya wabak kita diminta supaya tidak keluar daripada kawasan tersebut hmm. eh? Okay, Alhamdulillah Doktor. We all should have known that Al-Quran and Hadith will always be the best evidence of all because it really can prove everything. So, uh, we would like to know more about vaccination as a part of Makassar. Okay, uh, okay, kalau dalam konteks vaksin ini, dia adalah uh, termasuk dalam kategori menjaga. Yang maknanya kita tak ambil vaksin pada kanak-kanak tu. Sebenarnya dia bukan saja mendatangkan mudarat kepada anak-anak dan dia juga memberikan kemudaratan kepada membahaya kepada orang lain. Alright. Dan uh, tak ambil vaksin itu juga dianggap satu kesalahan ya, ya, ya. yang mana dia itu di, di kesalahan yang dinafikan sisi syarak iaitu memberikan mudarat kepada manusia. Maknanya kita tak ambil vaksin kepada anak-anak itu sebenarnya dia bukan saja mendatangkan mudarat kepada anak-anak dan dia juga memberikan kemudaratan kepada membahaya kepada orang lain. And now, let's listen to our public service announcement on the COVID-19. Self-distancing is the new self-care. Distance makes us stronger. Stand together by not standing together. Staying apart is the best way to stay united. In this segment, we will go deeper into the real truths about vaccination. We frequently heard several myths about vaccination, such yep. as vaccine can cause autism and cancer. Okay. The There's already research conducted in our eastern countries, such as uh, in UK, in Denmark, and actually uh, from their research, conclude that in autism patient, there is not related to vaccination but it's related maybe uh, due to genetic and also the some medication that the mother take during the pregnancy. That is incredible information, doctor. So the next question, what are your suggestions to government to help these parents in getting vaccines for the children, especially in the rural area? Maybe I think it uh, can provide more clinic kesihatan in the rural area. Uh, which is bagi penjawatan lebih, membina hmm. lebih banyak klinik kesihatan di kawasan-kawasan yang terpencil. I hope the government will play their critical role in helping underprivileged parents. We would like to know your opinion on the requirements for children must be vaccinated before entering school. Okay, we need to understand because uh, in a child, they has a immature immune system. 
and meaning there's a vulnerable to get the disease. Okay, so we need to boost up their immune system. Mm-hmm. So belum dorang ke sekolah. I think we can agree yep. that dolos role is still in famous in Malaysia. So can you explain their role in society and how their role can influence parents in making decisions? Okay, so first of all, in this issue, apa yang orang buat, orang ni bila macam kita tahu yang orang ni provide service untuk ibu-ibu yang ingin mengandung, untuk pesa-pesa yang nak yang yang apa mungkin cancer and stage yang perlu meninggal, orang ni provide moral support. Yes, sebab apa orang ni nasihati untuk tidak bagi anak-anak pesakit mereka ni untuk mendapatkan vaccination because it's related to their personal business okay macam saya cerita tadi baby untuk dapat vaksin pada hari pertama dia perlu lahirkan anak di hospital kerajaan uh, so diorang nak maintain diorang punya business diorang akan nasihatkan untuk tak dapat vaksin supaya next pregnancy bila dia nak lahirkan anak dia tak perlu dapatkan vaksin so diorang akan dapatkan servis daripada dolar ni so before we wrap this up We would like to hear your last words and advice on the importance of vaccination to our skeptical audience and also our future parents or even to the society. If you to decide something for your child, you need to think about their future. Before you pengaruh apa yang apa yang mereka baca di dalam uh, Facebook ke hmm. ada media sosial ke uh, perlu membuat satu kajian yang betul-betul telus, yang betul-betul uh, orang kata perlu membuat pembacaan, kajian yang sebetul-betulnya sebelum untuk decide untuk keputusan tentang anak mereka lah. Very true, Doctor. And how about your thoughts, Dr. Nurul Huda? Alright, so uh, kalau ikut pada ni, eh, uh, kepada semualah kan, kepada semua parents lah eh, uh, yang kita temui anak-anak kan, dan anak-anak yang masih kecil kan. Eh. Uh, di mana uh, kita kena ada perasaan sayangilah kan anak kita eh, sayangilah masyarakat kita eh. that is great advice so our last question are a little bit on off topic but we would like to know your opinion on if covid-19 vaccine ever being found but rejected by this anti-vax believer what are the implications would be If this COVID-19 vaccine is being released, mm-hmm. okay, and the anti-vax refuse to take it, yes. and of, of course it will be uh, give the bad implication. So maksudnya dia akan efek mm-hmm. orang lain yang masih belum dapat lagi COVID-19 punya vaccine. Exactly. Thank you for the explanation, Doctor. Before we end this podcast episode, me and Iman are going to summarize for our topic today. Shall we, Iman? Yes. Immunization is a key component of primary health care and an indisputable human right. It's also one of the best health investments money can buy. Vaccines are also critical to the prevention and control of infectious disease outbreaks. Vaccination does more than just protect an individual. It protects entire communities. Sufficient vaccination levels can provide protection against disease for members of the community who would otherwise be left vulnerable. In addition to being safe to use, vaccines have been shown to protect children from some very serious diseases. People used to get very sick or die from all of the diseases that vaccines now help prevent. In fact, even chickenpox can be deadly. Thanks to vaccines, now we can save more of our children and Malaysia can stay healthy. 
Thank you for our listeners and guest speaker. Don't forget to listen to our other podcast episodes. Bye. Bye.